your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. You can download the Locker Room app and join me tonight at 7 o'clock to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we answer your mailbag questions submitted from yesterday and this morning, covering a variety of topics, uh, the expansion draft. We'll also talk about some potential free agent targets for the Wild at the center position. Also, uh, an interesting question uh, in regards to Kirill Kaprizov's long-term future with the Minnesota Wild. So uh, plenty of topics to get to here today and uh, some great questions to help kind of break up the evaluation portion of our Wild offseason Dennis system. Earlier in the week, we uh, evaluated the seasons for Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala. So if you missed those episodes, uh, you can find them wherever you listen to podcasts. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll talk about Jewel Erickson-Eck as we try to give a little more time to some of the uh, the top names on this Wild roster. Then after that, we'll go to two a day. So yes, there will be some two a days uh, for this uh, Wild offseason as we try to get everything geared up for free agency and the draft as well. So a lot of great questions here today. And so uh, let's get to it. And I'm going to spend an entire segment, I think, talking about uh, this question that Derek submitted from Twitter. If the Wilds can only reach a three-year deal with Kirill Kaprizov, do the Wild have to trade him in order to protect the value he has as an asset so that he doesn't walk away for nothing, uh, much like Marion Gabrick did uh, when his Wild tenure came to an end? Uh, this is a fascinating question because this represents a, uh, a notion that affects all of sports. In You are taking a risk both as a player and as a team. If a player uh, signs a contract, the assumption is that you're going to do whatever you can as a team to keep them around longer. And we have no shortage of examples in Minnesota of uh, what happens if players just straight up leave, what happens if you uh, try to trade them uh, to recoup some of uh, your potential loss and uh, and get bad results in the trade. We also have examples of where trading worked out. And in terms of Kirill Kaprizov, I think he is a specific case because we are seeing a player who is just getting started at the NHL level. And uh, what Derek is referencing, um, I mentioned this when we talked about Kaprizov's season eval. There is a little bit of a back and forth going on uh, with Kaprizov and his agent and the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Bill Guerin and the Wild have offered up a max level contract, the eight-year contract. Kaprizov's camp apparently wants a little more money if they're going to take that eight-year deal, and rightfully so. The uh, Kaprizov has just played his first year in the NHL with uh, pretty much a rounding level of success. And so he wants to make sure that he is getting paid according to uh, to his value. You can't fault him for that. That uh, That is every player's 
that is every player's intent is to make sure that they are paid appropriately for their uh, level of production uh, at uh, the various levels of sports. So that is Kaprizov's right. That is his. Uh, that is what he is going to do. He's try to find a contract that um, that will make sure that he is paid appropriately for what he uh, produces on the ice. Eight years is a long time. That would mean that Kaprizov maybe does not get another chance to uh, to get another contract of that level. So on the near term, it maybe makes sense for him to take a shorter deal, a four-year deal or something along that lines, so that he can go into free agency again when he's at his peak value, which would be you know his uh, his 28 or 29 um, season, his age 28 or 29 season, which you would think would be the peak of what he's going to do at the NHL level. So it makes a lot of sense for him to try to look for a shorter contract so that then at the back end he can recoup uh, all of that money when his production maybe starts to tail off a little bit, a la what uh, Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter did with the Minnesota Wild, granted 13 years, you're really not going to get much more than that uh, in terms of a playing career. So for the Kaprizov camp to be going with the uh, the mindset of if we're going to take that long of a deal, we want some more money attached to it, that's, the, that's the, entirely the right thing to do. So there is going to be a discussion between both sides. I am of the belief that something will inevitably be worked out. And yeah, maybe it is a shorter deal uh, to to kind of offset some of that. And in that case, you do run the risk of things not going well with Kaprizov here or with him getting more money elsewhere to where he does leave. We've seen it happen before with other Minnesota athletes getting more money somewhere else, and so they leave. And so you miss out on the opportunity to pull in value um, while they just walk away to go somewhere else. We've also seen the other side of that coin where you trade a player before they exit via free agency and you do not get even remotely close to uh, what you think you do in terms of value. The Johan Santana trade should be burned into everybody's minds with the New York Mets. The only player that they got that was even worth anything was Carlos Gomez, and then he ended up being traded too. So that trade, uh, the Kevin Garnett trade, uh, where he was sent to the Boston Celtics for uh, Al Jefferson, amongst others. We've seen a lot of examples where the, you don't get value back equal to what you're giving up. And I know with trades, that's that's hard to do. But I think with Kaprizov, to, to get back to the question, I think with Kirill Kaprizov, we can't worry about what sort of value we're missing out on if he doesn't re-sign before his extension is even signed. You have to let the extension take place first, and then at that point we can start to have discussions. Well, what happens if the Wild haven't done anything after year one or after year two? Same sort of situation that the Timberwolves are going to be looking at with Carl Anthony Towns and any number of other players throughout Minnesota sports history have been in the same position. But we got to let the contract be signed first before we start uh, wondering, 
what to do in the event that things go south and player X or player Y decides that they don't want to be here anymore. So that that is a it's a great question and it's not one that I'm attempting to duck by any means. It's just something that we can't worry about until the extension is signed. And yeah, if it's a three-year deal, obviously the Wilds have to do a lot to make sure that Kaprizov wants to play here uh, past that. So let's let's wait and see what the years are. Let's let's wait and see what the annual value is, and then at that point we can start to try to figure out what the future looks like uh, for this Wild team and for Kirill Kaprizov. Next up, we'll take a look at some other. Wild-related questions that you submitted for today's mailbag, including what we would do with a potential uh, Seattle expansion draft scenario, as well as some center options for the Minnesota Wild to look at in free agency and via trade as well. That is next here on Locked on Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. And now that Lockdown Wild rooms are going every week, you can get in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. Make sure to join me tonight at 7 o'clock for the latest Locker Room for Lockdown Wild. So go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Seth Topes to be notified when my room goes live. I know you're not going to want to miss this. I'm planning to be live again tonight at 7 p.m. I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the wild, the offseason, Kirill Kaprizov's Calder Trophy race. You name it, cannot wait to hear your thoughts on it. We'll see you tonight. At Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Oh, hey, just about to dive into a Built Bar. Wait, what? You've never heard of Built Bars? Those great tasting and good for you protein bars? Come on, Built Bars got nine amazing flavors coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So one of those is definitely gonna be right for you. And if you're not sure, you can get the mix box where you'll get two each. Of the nine flavors. Best part about Bilt Bar is they are great for you. Most bars have 17 grams of protein, are only 130 calories, contain only 4 grams of sugar, and have only 4 grams of net carbs. A few of the flavors have even more protein packed in, so they are great for you in addition to being amazingly delicious. So do not delay. Go to BiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Continuing our mailbag edition of Locked on Wild here today with a couple of questions related to free agency and the expansion draft. Dave on Facebook asking, if you had the opportunity, regardless of uh, any other factors, to put one player on at Seattle uh, regardless of contract status, no movement clause, etc. Who would it be and why? This is my favorite question because, well, there are a couple of different ways that you could go with this. I mean, on one hand, you could send Zach Parisi to Seattle, uh, which, honestly, I have just the sneaking suspicion is becoming more and more of a possibility as the offseason goes. Parisi was uh, pretty noncommittal about it in his uh, exit interview with the team. 
just saying that he intended to play out his contract, and uh, unless he was told otherwise, he was going to um, report to Minnesota in the offseason and uh, and get ready for next year. Garen is going to do something with the expansion draft. I think that is uh, is pretty much a guarantee to try to force Seattle into uh, to taking who we give them as opposed to picking somebody off of the roster. There are a lot of players that uh, risk being exposed. I mean, Jordan Greenway, for one, you could potentially risk having uh, Capo Kakinen exposed. Um, Carson Soucy, Matt Dumba, of course. So it makes more sense for Garen to try to do something before the expansion draft and uh, make sure that Seattle gets a little bit of an incentive to do so while at the same time being, being able to say, here's who will let you take uh, in the expansion draft. So Zach Parisi is certainly one answer because then that contract is taken care of. Yes, I know it's not as much of a cap hit as it was in the early portion of the contract, but at this point, Parisi is basically a fourth-line guy, and uh, and that's pretty much it. And I I don't know. He, he looked great in the postseason. Can that same sort of Parisi production play on uh, on the line with Kevin Fiala or or elsewhere. I mean, it, it could. Maybe uh, he got a little bit of a fire lit underneath him, but there just was too much uneven play throughout the course of the season uh, to really leave me in a spot where I'd be comfortable with him being anywhere above that fourth line. And if they can get him to go to Seattle – to, uh, to play a little bit more of a prominent role. I think I think that works best for both sides. Another name that I would say should strongly be um, put into consideration is Victor Rask. I, I have just finished with the Victor Rask experiment, I think. Um, th- again, way too uneven of play. There are so many games where he just becomes completely invisible, and then we'll all of a sudden have two goals or even three goals in a game and then is quiet again for five or six. So we need to make sure that uh, we're getting a good center on the uh, Kirill Kaprizov line, uh, get him somebody that can can maximize his talent and can uh, can play at that same sort of skill level. So that, those would be the two, I think, that would be the uh, the top of the leaderboard. I mean, Ryan Suter, yes, he is also in a similar situation to Parisi with his contract, but at the same time, I thought Suter had good moments throughout the season. Yes, he had some not-so-good moments, but I think Suter has really embraced his role way better than Parisi has. So I think it's either Parisi or I would say Victor Rask as well. Send one of them to Seattle and be done with it. Next question is a free agency-related question from Brian on Twitter. Asking what center should the Wilds go after in the offseason? And I I look at a couple. Now, are these going to be realistic possibilities? It all comes down to the cost. And so I'll uh, I'll look to the Buffalo Sabres, who have a couple of centers that uh, seem pretty fed up with their current situation uh, with the team. Of course, Jack Eichel is the first. And uh, if you acquire Eichel... You're getting a perennial 25 to 35 goal per year scorer. Now, his 2020-2021 season, uh, a bit of an anomaly. He had two goals, 
before he was shut down for the season. So injury issues with his uh, his neck, yes, that is a definitely a concern. But at the same time, if he is able to get to back to the level that he was at before the injury and before Buffalo just completely went in the tank, you're looking at a guy who is one of the better centers in the league and would, as a result, be immensely better for uh, Kirill Kaprizov on that top line. He would make that line into just an absolute nightmare immediately with his presence uh, with Minnesota. The cost would be uh, large with draft picks, prospects, and uh, probably a player having to go to Buffalo as well. So Bill Guerin's got to weigh the potential cost for the potential benefit. If you have Eichel, Kaprizov is probably going to want to stick around uh, to be paired with him for a long time. Eichel's 24, and uh, so him and Kaprizov uh, are basically the same age. So that also works in his favor. Um, so, yeah, Eichel, I think, is is probably and should be near the top of the list. Another guy with Buffalo in uh, basically a similar situation, Sam Reinhart, who uh, is also frustrated with how things are going uh, in Buffalo. Now, he is a restricted free agent, so the Wilds uh, could keep an eye on his status heading into the uh, the offseason, and they could try to make a play for him as well. I think there will be a lot of interest for Jack Eichel, so Reinhardt maybe becomes somebody that uh, that you can get for uh, for cheaper. Uh, his he made $5.2 million last season. So that, that's a number that I think the Wild, uh, depending on other moves that they make, could afford to stomach. And you look at his production, I'm a guy that can give you, you know, between 20 and 30 goals in a 82-game uh, season. So he uh, is definitely able to score. He's 25. So another piece that you can build around with this roster as well. And one free agent I'll throw out there, is uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Now, he is going to be extremely pricey, I think, because you look at uh, his most recent contract that uh, he signed, and uh, it was si- uh, seven years, $42 million, so $6 million per. That is going to probably jump up to eight or so on the free agent market. So he's coming in. He's uh, coming into free agency at age 28. So that would be one that if the Wild clear up some room, they could definitely take a look at. But um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, what the Wild do specifically at the center position. But those would be a couple of guys that I think they should uh, keep, take a look at uh, heading into the expansion draft. Next up, we'll finish with a couple more questions, including the legacy of Eric Stahl in a Minnesota Wild uniform and the Wild hotness rankings. That is all next here on Locked on Wild. It's time to place your bets at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. The Stanley Cup playoffs are pushing through round two. The NBA playoffs with some exciting finishes in round one. Major League Baseball continues. The PGA Tour is in full swing. So there is no shortage of ways for you to place your bets. So before the next pitch, before the opening faceoff, the opening tip, the opening tee time, before the first fight of the night, head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device 
and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines for even another second. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to betonline.ag on your mobile device or laptop today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code Locked On at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. Final push of today's mailbag edition of Locked on Wild. Again, a reminder, tomorrow we will go through Jewel Erickson X player eval for the 2021-2020-2021 uh, season. So uh, make sure to check that out on tomorrow's edition of Locked on Wild. Make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Twitter as well at Locked on Wild. And you can follow me on Twitter as well at Seth Topes. couple more questions to get to here to uh, finish off the show today. And uh, one interesting question from uh, a fellow Locked on host uh, talking about the legacy of Eric Stahl. And that was uh, Locked on Hurricanes host Jared Ellis uh, asking what Eric Stahl's legacy will be in Minnesota. And it's fascinating to me because you look at the Wilds' history at the center position um, since they came into the league. They've, they've had some good ones. They, uh, they have also had long stretches without uh, a good center as well. So you talk about Miko Koivu being probably the best center that the Wild have had but not maybe a guy who should have been the number one center on a hockey team, but definitely a great defensive center and um, somebody who can get you a ton of goals and uh, or a ton of uh, a ton of assists and can uh, can play some incredible defense, maybe more of a second or third center, probably a second center uh, on a uh, a championship team. Eric Stahl, I think, is is kind of the opposite side of the coin. He was uh, elite defensively and uh, just really, really good at uh, at scoring goals. But a guy, I think, too, that was put into a role that maybe he should have been more of like a, a second center. Uh, this this team has chased top centers forever and has uh, has struggled to find guys that can truly be a number one game-breaking type of center. But Stahl, you know, as good as Koivu was defensively, uh, Stahl was, I think, that good offensively for this team. So I I was really, really enjoyed uh, Eric Stahl's time with the Minnesota Wilds. Would have liked to have seen it continue for maybe another season, but at the same time, his uh, his production not 
necessarily uh, what it once was uh, with Buffalo and Montreal this season. So maybe uh, maybe that was a, deci- a right decision made by uh, by Bill Guerin to not pursue that any further. But at the same time, I, I enjoyed Stahl's time here. I thought he did some great things offensively, and uh, you know he he is closer to what the Wild have been looking for um, from an offensive standpoint for that center position. Uh, the final question from Jay Forster, the host of uh, another one of our Locked On shows, that being the Locked On Blue Jackets, rank the Wild from uh, least attractive to Marcus Foligno. Well, Jay, first off, we gotta we got to start with the question itself. Marcus Foligno is, uh, is not the top of the scale uh, in terms of wild players uh, being handsome. Kevin Fiala leads by a mile the, uh, the wild hotness scale, uh, at least from my perspective. I mean, he is, he's an absolute rocket, and you know I would say it's got to be Kevin Fiala, Kirill Kaprizov probably next, and then we can start to have a conversation as to where Marcus Foligno falls in after that. But that, that is, from my perspective, uh, I think Kevin Fiala's got to be the one leading that list. So at least third for your guy Marcus Foligno. We can talk about that. But uh, the list starts and ends with Kevin Fiala right there. And that, I think, will end today's show. Uh, another great episode of Lockdown Wild. Thank you for everybody who submitted questions to today's mailbag episode. If you would like to submit questions in the future, just keep an eye out on Twitter. We, uh, we usually send those out on Tuesdays to try to get uh, some questions put together. Uh, so uh, be sure to look out for next week's mailbag episode. If you've got some wild questions you'd like answered on the draft, the offseason, the expansion draft, you name it, we can uh, we can throw it out there and get an answer for it. Also, make sure to join tonight on Locker Room. We will have a room open up at 7 o'clock. We'll be talking uh, all things Minnesota Wild. Some weird food takes from uh, the other Lockdown hosts, so we'll discuss those as well. So uh, plenty to get to here on uh tonight's locker room and uh, throughout the rest of the week as well enjoy the rest of your day we will be back tomorrow with another edition of locked on wild